Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Tuesday the 22nd of November. And as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well let's kick things off. And uh, the Dow Jones closed down 45 points or 0.13%. 33,700. We had a high of 119 points and a low of 187 points. So once again, pretty narrow range. We did see though NASDAQ down just over 1%, 1.1% to 11,218 points. And the S&P 500 uh, closed down 18 points or 0.45% to 3950. The VIX index and that volatility index was down 3.2% to 22.38. Don't forget, we do have Thanksgiving this Thursday, and the markets will be closed on Thursday and a half day on Friday. So a very shortened week for the US. The reason the Dow was an outperformer was that Disney had a good night last night on the back of Bob Iger returning to run the company. That was up around six and a bit percent. So that really did help the Dow as compared to the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, which didn't fare quite so well to say the least. Tesla also had a bad night as well last night with the stock falling uh, more than 6%, its lowest level since July 2020. A broad sell-off in tech shares not really helping, but it certainly is the Twitter issues that I think are weighing. They also had a recall for some of their cars on a faulty taillight as well, so not so good. So the police have pulled Elon over for that faulty taillight. In the European markets, we saw the stock 600 pretty much unchanged. The FTSE down 0.12, Germany down 0.4, France 0.15, Spain nothing. Our SPY futures are pointing to a gain of 32 points. I'm not quite sure where they get that from, but 32 point gain or 0.45%. Uh, we did see a pretty quiet day yesterday, I have to say, falling 13 points. Uh, banks were the standouts yesterday. The big bank basket rising 0.8 of a percent. Maybe the market is hoping that we'll see another rally in the banks today. But certainly there wasn't a lot of inspiration from Wall Street or overseas markets last night. We did see last night in the US some uh, Fed heads out and about. Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester said that we can uh, maybe uh, move back from the 75 basis points uh, that we could see in December. And uh, she thinks that uh, we could see uh, a little bit of easing there and maybe only a 50 basis point rise. She noted that Fed is now entering a more deliberate and judicious phase in weighing up its next move. Uh, right now, her forecast is we're going to see some real good progress on inflation next year. We won't be back to 2%, but we'll see some meaningful progress next year. Helping that meaningful progress as well, to some extent, was the fall last night once again in the oil price, which is uh, slipping, sliding away. It was only down half a percent last night, and we did see the Saudi Arabian energy minister said the kingdom is not discussing a potential oil output increase with other OPEC oil producers. 
But uh, certainly there is some weakness at the moment in the oil price, mainly because of China once again going into a more restrictive phase of COVID, having reported their first deaths in the last six months. So there were three uh, over the weekend, one on Saturday and two on Sunday. So that's certainly uh, being a bit of a, a drag on the markets at the moment. Oxford Economics said the resurgence of the COVID cases will be a key drag on China's near-term economic activity, and it said it was more cautious than consensus about an imminent exit from zero COVID. So uh, certainly some uh, concerns there that China is not um, really performing as the market would like in terms of winding back those COVID uh, restrictions. As a result of that, we also saw commodities come off last night quite heavily in places. Uh, That's why the 32 points of the SPY futures looks optimistic, to say the least. We had Brent crude down half a percent. Uh, As I said, WTI down 0.4. Gold slipped 0.6 of a percent as the US dollar index seems to be the place to be. The US dollar continues to attract money as a safe haven, up 0.85% for the US dollar index. The Aussie dollar slipping to just around 66 cents. Gold price as a result fell 11 bucks or 0.6 of a percent to 1738.7. Copper down 2.1%, nickel down 1.2, aluminium down 1.9, zinc fell 4.1%, lead down 2.7, tin down 6.4%. Iron ore yesterday was up slightly um, in uh, up 3.6%, but Dalian iron ore futures were down around 1.2% in Asian trade. So um, interesting times in the iron ore market. In commodity stocks, we had BHP down 2.5% in ADR terms, Rio down 1.4%, Freeport McMoran down 0.6%, Alcoa down 1.3%, Tech up 0.2%, Anglo down 2.3%, Glencore down 1.7%, Vale down 0.3%, and Arbamal in the lithium space was up 2.1%. Other U.S. stocks, looking at the tech space in the U.S., we had Apple down 2.1, Meta down 2%, Google down 1.8, Microsoft slightly better up 0.4, Amazon down 1.7, Tesla down 6.8%, Netflix down 1%, The Crown well and truly slipping there. Maybe the rise in Disney and Bob Iger being back at the helm is going to have a bit of a detrimental effect on Netflix, of course, which is probably the number one streaming service. U.S. banks a bit mixed. JP Morgan was down half percent. The rest of them were up around half a percent, uh, although Wells Fargo up 0.8. And the artist formerly known as Square Block fell 6% uh, last night. So um, no good news for the buy now, pay later sector there. Kathy Wood's ARK Investment Management Firm have bought another 1.3 million shares in Coinbase. Um, and worth uh, that's um, taking their holding considerably higher. We have seen Zoom numbers out after hours as well. and They have beat forecasts slightly up, but guidance for EPS, a bit of a miss there. In other headlines today, we do have Philip Lowe talking this morning at 7am, and we have uh, more in the news today on potential changes to the buy now, pay later sector. Uh, Afterpay is resigned, it says, to introducing checks on new customers to ensure they can afford to repay its loans. Uh, But the Treasury has asked for submissions just before Christmas and a decision to be made in the new year. There are three options on the table. 
uh, for regulation in the buy now pay later sector and they have asked for those submissions so we should get more on that in the new year but certainly you would imagine the big players would welcome some sort of regulation as they probably move towards that already and it just legitimizes their business to some extent not much happening in IPO land at the moment, but one company that is coming to the market, which is backed by Mineral Resources, Chris Ellison, VHM, is quietly running a $20 million IPO, which is set to debut on the ASX uh, with a $256 million market cap. So that will be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Also reports today that uh, due to the BHP impending takeover of Oz Minerals, that may leave CEO Andrew Cole who is a very, very well-regarded CEO and done a very good job at Oz Minerals, could be in line for the top spot at Rio, maybe even IGO as a successor for Peter Bradford, who died suddenly, and IGO still looking for a successor to uh, Peter. And Twiggy, Twiggy Forrest, Andrew Forrest, may still be in the market for more AAC, which is the big Australian meat producer. Of course, uh, Joe Lewis and his friends have got that one pretty much tied up, but Twiggy very much uh, looking at that for increasing his holding there. Macquarie Telecom Group chairman has reaffirmed the FY23 EBITDA guidance at the AGM, and Telex Pharmaceuticals has dosed its first patient in its Phase 2 IPAX Lint study of TLX101. And multiple parties are expected to bid for TPG's Telecom Vision Networks division. In other news just out this morning, 29 Metals reports results of the feasibility study for the Gosson Valley and pre-fees study for Cervantes and Orteco Minerals, AUT I think is the stock code, has reported Bonanza intersection of 1,020 grams a tonne, but only over 0.4 metres at the Tyson Discovery. And BAPCOR is holding an Investor Day meeting today and has published its presentation for that meeting. Question of the day today. Today is the NAB Trade Day. So if you're a customer of NAB Trade and you place a trade today, uh, the bank will be donating that brokerage to charity. First Nations Foundation is the charity they've chosen this year. They've donated over $1.5 million over the last few years uh, to charity. So if you were going to place a trade today with NAB Trade, what would you place? What was the stock you'd buy or what was the stock that you'd sell? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as usual, may the trading gods be with you.